Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about macro opportunities, lithium and uranium. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. It is already October 2021. Uh, 2020 was a super slow year. This has been like one of the fastest years on record from my memory. I feel like we're just sweeping through weeks. But let's let's get into some macro opportunities. Let's first go through and and, and recap for those of you who uh, did not listen to my. Uh, I think it was in January, my Stonehill Macro Opportunity uh, Outlook. Um, if you want to go listen to it, it's actually a detailed version of this synopsis, but uh, go 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 check it out. Uh, it was in January, Stonehill uh, Investment Outlook. Uh, you can Google it, uh, Ask Philip Podcast with that, with that subject. But basically, in that outlook, I walked through the big opportunities I see over the next 50 years for investment opportunities, and it is energy, retail, money, health and transportation. And, and by the way, you know, I'm not a I'm not a genius in kind of labeling those big opportunities. Uh, you know, every hundred years or so, uh, we continue, we, we reorganize ourselves as human beings um, around <laughs> those five things uh, and we just package it up different, right? So history doesn't exactly repeat, but it rhymes and we keep doing the same things over and over and over again with different packages. So um, the opportunities that... Uh, uh, if you want to know, like, and and I and I did an episode also earlier this week about day trading being a just really difficult way to try to make superior money, you know, versus figuring out what's the big trend and then putting as much money as you can stomach in the trend while being responsible. And uh, and so this is this is a whole lot easier way to make money. Let me say simpler. It ain't easy because when you're investing in change, it's very volatile, you know. But uh, but the people who do that make a lot more money than day traders. Again, that's why you see VCs as billionaires and not day traders. Um, so let's uh, uh, let's let's kind of get into uh, those those the investment theme and I'm gonna get to why I bought some lithium and uranium. Uh, but you know in the big macro theme, right, you have uh, global growth slowing because of you know debt, uh, uh, a lot of people that are, uh, older in the economy and they don't buy many goods and, and services. You also have technology which drives down the cost of things. It's deflationary. Um, uh, and just, uh, you know, um, uh, and you have like, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but you had Japan who started the process of slow growth, then uh, U.S., then Europe, now China, right? So you don't have a lot of big growth. Um, and so in order to support the current system, uh, with low growth, you have to have you can either default on your debt to to free up money uh, for for growth, right, to pay down debt, which which is they're not going to do, right, or you can um, uh, default in a quote unquote pretty way where the general public doesn't understand what's going on through money printing, right, debasement of the currency, right. That's one hundred percent of the time. Whenever 
countries get in lots of debt, which 100% of the time they do, right? They either default or they deflate or they inflate their way out of uh, out of the debt, meaning they pay the debt back with like printed money that's worth a whole lot less. And those that hold lots of their in, in lots of their uh, net worth in in that currency uh, get wrecked. Um, and so we're going through that globally uh, right now. Um, you combine that, so so we're in that money printing slow growth uh, is the, is the way they're going to fix it. Then you combine that with the fact that um, Europeans currently going through, or Europe is currently going through an energy crisis um, because they 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 are. I call it time traveling, right? Time traveling. I think I might have used it on a podcast before, but time traveling is when you say, "All right, these are the, these are the economic conditions that we're in currently. Can I find a country that is uh, further down the line than where we are right now? Right? Not in the past, like just today, right? So Japan's an example of time traveling to see, you know, uh, what low end, what what slow growth with lots of money printing does to an economy, because uh, they've been in that way since '90s. You can now fast forward to Europe because Europe has been on the green energy uh, initiative kick uh, first, right? They were the first ones to, to do that. And so uh, it's creating energy shortages because they have lots of restrictions on oil and gas production, coal, all that kind of stuff. And so it's 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 creating, um, you know, problems. Um, and, and so we're, we're you know, we're, we are... Uh, beginning to feel that a little bit, but we're going to feel it more. And at the same time, you combine that with uh, that that trend being a trend because governments are realizing that um, uh, all the ills of fossil fuels, right? Again, big trend in the uh, over the next fifty years is moving from um, fossil fuels to renewables, and so uh, which is changing the energy mix. That one of the five big areas. So it's changing the energy mix. And so you and you have like look at all the automakers that say we're going to have X amount of EV vehicles by, you know, 2026. Like that's all the major ones, right? Along with the fact that we haven't even talked about the fact that we're going to like electrify homes, right? So, if, so you know, I'm I'm a Tesla stock owner, as you know, and uh, so you know I'm, I'm in that industry, and I can see, okay, this is where it's going, right? This is where uh, we're not just going to have EV, um, you know, um, cars. We're going to have big batteries. Uh, um, you know, for our homes, and we're gonna, and we're also gonna need more cleaner ways to do all this power because we can't do it with fossil fuel and coal. I mean, we can; it's be cheaper, but it goes against like us trying to not kill as many people and not kill the environment as much. And so, you know, uh, this this leads me to, um, you know, wanting to own lithium and uranium. And so, what lithium is is lithium is the um, natural resource that is used to make the batteries and iPhones and and and, and uh, car batteries, and when you really dig deep, you see that man, like there's just, I mean, there's 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 lots of lithium coming online for production. Um, Argentina is a big place, a lot of other countries, but it's not going to come on at a fast enough rate to support um, these big initiatives because the government, again, the government's putting lots of money behind it. Um, uh, with with their with their stimulus packages, plus they're enforcing a lot of companies that want to do it. They they're encouraging banks to lend towards green initiatives. So it's just a flood of money coming into the industry, uh, and it's been an industry that hasn't had <clears throat> it doesn't have enough capacity to support like the next five years of what's going to go on. So that's a that is like a perfect storm if you want to know like uh, investing one on one. It's like put your money somewhere where there's a lot of money going to it and the money is, is not there yet because these big organizations move slow. 
right? It's kind of like the Bitcoin play. Like we understand Bitcoin is a great asset to buy, and we understand that the big, all these, you know, big um, stores of wealth with all this money in low yielding bonds that are trillions and trillions of dollars are going to want to own Bitcoin. They they're just not able to. They have too much money to own it at a, when it's a trillion dollars. When it's ten trillion, twenty trillion, they can own it. But I, well, we can own it now. And so you 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 can get in early. So this is the same thing with um, with lithium, right? You're 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 getting in before the flood of uh, big money uh, coming in, and before the market really, because um, the market is not really paying attention to this as a whole, right? There's there's a niche part that are clean energy freaks and people who are into commodities that are like, man, this is this is a great setup, um, um, but there but there's not a whole, like you don't hear it on CNBC a lot, and so it's a, it's a good opportunity. Uranium also. Another opportunity. So uranium is what they use for nuclear power plants. And the crazy thing about nuclear, and, and this, I did a lot of research, you know, because I, I grew up watching The Simpsons, and you know, it made you afraid of like nuclear power plants because of the whole, the whole, you know, beginning part. But then you look at like how many people actually like die from nuclear power plants, and it's like like non-existent, right? I almost think it, it was like a ploy of the oil and gas industry to kind of put that propaganda out there because it's clean and it provides like a lot of energy. And I'm like, you know, why didn't, why didn't we invest more into it? But it, but it's that stigma uh, um, from the propaganda of us being afraid of nuclear, but to move to a green world, there's, there's, there's no way to produce enough energy with wind, solar, um, uh, and other resources, wind, solar, water, hydro, you, you're not going to be able to do it all. You're going to have to have nuclear because it, it is, out of all of them, you know, it could generate the most power and just as, just as clean. Uh, and there's a there's also like a shortage because we don't have a lot of, like we don't have a lot of plants. Uh, we don't have a lot of producers that are in that business because it wasn't a lucrative way to make money um, for the last, what, 50 years. Um, and but But now you're starting to see um, the insiders that understand the industry just buying up all kinds of uranium because again they're going to beat the, uti- the utilities the big utility companies they're big organizations too they are not going to be able to just buy a bunch of uranium um, on a drop of a dime and so uh, smart folks are just buying ahead of them so when they need it they're going to buy it back from us from a uh, for for a premium um, and so. That is that is the uranium um, bet. As we move into a clean energy world, lithium and uranium become super important. You also have the, you know, in a world. So we we go through a ebb and flow of um, globalization to deglobalization, like right, throughout history. And so, in times of peace and not a lot of uh, conflict, you know, you have people working together, right? You have supply chains that work better. Uh, we trade more. But then when you move into a world where uh, there's a lot of debt, which means resources become tight, which means people start fighting. Right? People, people don't like people don't have beef when everybody's making money. You get beef when people when when people perceive as a shortage of money. So if you you move into a more um, uh, a, a world that's more uh, that has more conflict, you get more supply chain disruptions. Right? We, I mean, we already have one now because of COVID, but we I don't see a trend of our global politicians becoming. Uh, uh, more friendlier with each other, right? I think it's, the, I think it's going to be the reverse, and that and that and that's that's negative on 
supply chains, which is negative on commodity prices because you're not going to be able to buy from the most efficient producer, right? Because there's politics, right? And anytime there's politics, there's a raised cost, right? Again, combined with money printing, lack of capacity, plus the demand increasing, right? It's just the perfect storm for both um, lithium and and uranium. Uh, and this is a side note because I found this note out too when I was studying lithium. The, the, the cool part about being a Tesla owner, side note, Tesla owners, is because of Elon Musk's star power, um, like they're the only company that got locked in long-term deals from lithium producers because they wanted to tell Wall Street they were doing business with Tesla. But everybody else is going to be struggling to get uh, the, the locked-in prices they want because the people who sell it are like, cool, we know the price is going up, so no, we're not going to do the long-term deal, right? If you know, it, it's like if you're going to borrow money, right? If a, if a bank had a strong view that rates were going to um, go up a lot, they're not going to lock you into a 30-year loan. They're going to try to lock you into the shortest loan possible, right? Same thing with commodity uh, producers and buyers. And so um, the cool part about Tesla, they, they locked it in. So that's a locked-in profit as prices rise to their bottom line, which gives them a further advantage over the other competitors, right? So you got a trifecta. If, you own, if you're a Tesla shareholder and you own lithium and uranium, sweet, mother of, or, uh, <laughs> or a sweet son of Mary, right? You, uh, you're in a really good position for the clean energy trend. But, um, but yeah, that's, that is a big opportunity. Um, I know I talk a lot about, you know, uh, the money part, the Bitcoin, the digital wallets. You know, I talk a lot about, I mean, I talk, I talk actually like the most about that. Right? I talk a little bit about the commerce um, with the Shopify and the Amazon, again, other, other companies we own. Um, but I am multifaceted, y'all. I do understand the rest of it, right? And uh, and the and these bets right here are like the not sexy ones, right? So I feel like Bitcoin's pretty sexy, digital wallets pretty sexy, lithium uranium, it's not sexy at all. Like try to find a podcast on lithium and uranium. There's like I think there's like one on lithium, you know, and and you get and you and you could find a few podcasts of people speaking about um, these topics on like gold podcast or whatever, but. That's super bullish because um, if you if you want to look up you know Tesla podcast, there's plenty of them. Bitcoin crypto podcast, there's plenty of them. There's not a lot of content on these on these, so you got to do a lot of digging, which is good, right? Because as the price rises, you have more and more content about it, uh, and people learn more, which turns more people on to buy it, right? And it's a self reinforcing cycle, and you you ride the profits to the top. So. Um, this is just every every now and then I have to flex on people and let them know that hey I'm not I'm not your everyday, um, you know, uh, uh, mutual fund selling because I don't sell mutual fund advisors. I actually manage the money. I actually know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'm I'm tooting my own horn for a second uh, and flexing on folks so they understand. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoy your weekend and uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. 
Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.